Hey everybody, this is Matt from Next at Bat, and I'm here with Joe Bozik uh, from Ferrari McSpeedy and from Strike Theater. Uh, Joe, do you want to tell us a little bit about Strike and uh, a campaign that you have going? That's right. Uh, Strike Theater is a new home for sketch comedy, storytelling, and spoken word that we're building in Northeast Minneapolis. We're currently fundraising for it through Kickstarter. Uh, so if you go on kickstarter.com and search for Strike Theater, or go onto our Facebook uh, page facebook.com slash strike theater you can find links to it there uh, and every little bit of donation helps there are some pretty cool rewards going on for it you get a chair named after you mm-hmm. you could uh you could potentially get donut eating uh videos uh i mean all sorts of cool stuff t-shirts season passes uh very cool stuff like that that's right it's really neat uh as far as rewards go but it's also really cool to support uh an upstart theater and uh, we've had a lot of really great uh uh, support so far uh but again every little bit helps us get closer to opening uh thanks so much i don't know why i'm saying thank you we can pretty much just fucking cut it right there (laughs) Or right after I point out that uh, Philip and Mike have been here also, but we know our place. Hey, you guys. Hello. Hi, I'm Philip. Hi, I'm Mike. First we'll have a little chat. Then put on our incubators. Now it's time for Next Step Bats. And we're here today with Ferrari McSpeedy, finally. Uh, it's nice to see you, gentlemen. How are you? Doing well. Doing good. Well. Good, good, yes. good. Thanks for having us. Great. Uh, if you could introduce yourself so people could put voice with a uh, person. Sure. Uh, I'm Joe Bozik. And I'm Mike Fotis. There we go. Yay. Uh, and also, you two are two of the three founding members of Strike Theater, unless I'm mistaken. Is that correct? Three? Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Along uh, with? Allison Broren. And as always, I don't want to forget, <laughs> I am joined today by my Mike Fotis to my Joe Bozik is? Oh, Philip Simondet. Yeah, I'm definitely either one half or one third of Next Step Bat. <laughs> Uh, and your host, as always, is is Matt McLeod. Thanks so much, Philip. Uh, and we say finally because uh, Philip and I have known you guys for a long time. You mm-hmm. were our uh, teachers over at Brave New Workshop. Yeah, that's yep. right. Yep. Uh, in fact, you get you two were other than Jen Scott, the first people I met in uh, the Twin Cities improv community. Really? Oh yeah. wow. And so we've known you for a really long time, and we've been trying to get you on the show for quite some time, <laughs> and our schedules are amazing. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, it is lovely to have you on, though. Uh, so thank you for being here. Thanks for yeah. having us. Uh, let's talk about Ferrari to, to start with. So Ferrari McSpeedy is a duo that you guys have been doing for, uh, is it about 10 years now? 2001 was our first show. So about 15 years about 15 now? 15 years. Wow. Yep. That's, what um, was our first show? It was the uh, Improv Society Project Number One. Was in, that the first one? That was we the did. first one, yeah. June of two thousand one. That's still one of the best posters. It is. It's it a good is. Poster. It had that uh, hatch hatch print. Yeah. Is that it? Is it Dude. hatch or natch? Hatch. hatch. Yeah. You ask that every time. I do. <laughs> well, it's like a it's like a it's like a classic concert poster. Yeah. So Just all uh, text. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, scene was very different then. Yeah, but there were so many groups at that show. Yeah, Do you remember but it was that? all of them. Like <laughs> every group that performed in existed. the Twin Cities, every yeah, yeah every uh, group that existed was at that show. There were 12, 15 groups on the mm-hmm. bill. Was that before GoGo started? That was before GoGo started. Yeah, I think GoGo was sort of born out of that. GoGo's coming up on fourteen years. That's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, pretty amazing actually. Uh, yeah. that that GoGo's been that long. Yeah. Uh, 
go ahead and describe your style for anybody who hasn't seen you, but I think most people in the Twin Cities have at least. But I, I would say that's probably not true. Yeah, you don't not, think that's um, true? No, I don't think. I think we have a like a really loyal following. It's inter- mm-hmm, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. We have a fringe following and we have an improv following. Mm-hmm. Like I do think that they're different. Like, yeah, there are some people who know us for our sketch comedy stuff. Sure, and there's some people who know us for our improv stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, but you know. Outside of that, yeah, I guess people know who we are. Never right. mind. <laughs> <laughs> They've heard the legends. At yes. Least. Um, well, well you've, you you have had several fringe shows. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which I, I think, uh, yeah, you are you are known for that. But those are very different from your improv shows. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So yeah, maybe talk about a little bit about both. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I think for our improv. We've always kind of said we're not short form. We're for sure not short form. Although, do you remember that time we tried to do a bunch of short form games in a montage? <laughs> but we like <laughs> we did take that back. But it was I had the bell, and yep. while Joe, I was in the scene, yep. and every time Joe would talk, it was a horn. It was a bike horn. Yeah, I would just honk the horn. Yeah, and that you was know like what's really frustrating doing that. Doing that. <laughs> it was really, really frustrating. Um, and we're not long for me. I don't think we have some stuff that we do that's very long form, but we haven't yeah. really done it for a long time. That's true. I think we are kind of like mid form. That people have always sort of said there's like mid form. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that, but yeah. Well, I've I've heard it in yeah. re, in relation to talking about you guys. I Good, think it's we true. We set some press releases out to yeah. really. It, well, it usually has mid form with a little TM right next to it. Yep. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. 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 I think I think it's true because we're super meta in our improv, yeah. or we can be, we can be really game based, but not necessarily mm-hmm. like in a short form kind of way, more like in a pattern yeah. kind of way, and it's really fast. It's really like fast. we'll get yeah. out of scenes. I mean, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but every time I've heard us described that way, I'm like, oh, that seems about right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Fringe tends to be a very different beast um, because most of the things we do for Fringe uh, it tends to be like, you know, like a 45 to 60 minute long, just a written one act, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, that sort of stylistically feels a little bit different. It's still as jarring as our improv mm-hmm. is. There's mm-hmm. still half the audience that leaves thinking, well, I hope to never see that again. <laughs> um, what was the what was the one description we got? We don't necessarily have to name the people who did it, but it was like they were thinking about us for something. And they were like half the uh, half the room liked us. Oh yeah, and the other half felt very alienated by us. That was, was the email response when we, we were trying to do a radio show. That's right, from a, <laughs> a, a, a popular radio station in the Twin Cities that receives public funding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what it was. It wasn't like going to be our show. It wasn't our we, show. We were just part of it. We yeah. were part of a possible like morning show. And this That's is right. way back. It's That's like, right. but yeah. So so we had gone in and we had done basic. Basically a live no yeah we we did the taping of it uh, and then uh, different execs at this particular radio station listened to it and the the response was half of them were like this is really great this is really it's different it's new it's fun and then the other half were just like what is this <laughs> and like that has been. I kind of laugh. We laugh about it now. Yeah. We laugh about it then because it was like hilarious that that was the email <laughs> response we got. But like, it's not wrong. I think even like our best shows that we've done, and I do think like we've done some improv shows that are like, oh, that was a good fucking show. Like, you, there's still, you look out there, there's 10 people who are like, what? 
<laughs> no, that was dumb. Yep. I hated every second of it. You know what I mean? And like, I think that's fine. Yeah. I do. It's yeah. just like, sure. I, but it's like really accurate. Yeah. Like we've done a couple out of like we did a couple shows, you know, for festivals and stuff, and we've had good festival shows. And mm-hmm. still, you look out, it's <laughs> like ten people, ten, fifteen people who are just like staring back at you the entire time, haven't reacted to one thing, mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, that's about right, you know. But then the person right next to him was like, and it's usually like a college kid in their early twenties <laughs> with like their eyes are like wider, and they're like, oh. Okay, I could do that. <laughs> Don't you think? I think yeah, there's a little yeah. bit of like, oh, that my sense of humor is like their sense of humor. And yep. I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. I like when somebody who's like just out of college comes up to us and is like, that was great, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. Well, there's that saying they want you want people to love you or hate you, not middle. You. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I know think what the quote we have... is. That's a bad yeah. That's a bad paraphrasing of that quote. <laughs> but, uh, wait, Philip, real quick on this uh, uh, quick sidebar. Oh, sidebar. Yeah. yeah. Was that really a quote or something? No, it was a paraphrase of a quote that I barely remember. Okay. What is that? Is there a word for that? Um, no. Oh, great. A mistake. I think it's, <laughs> it's a word you're looking for is a mistake. Whenever I speak on this podcast, it's a mistake. <laughs> Sidebar over. Sidebar over. There's probably something to that, don't you think? Like oh, if yeah. everybody's liking what you did, you probably didn't push it far enough. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if everybody's yeah, hating what you did, then you're not opening up the door wide, wide enough to yeah. let anybody. Well, I mean, in. I think yeah. it's commitment to your style for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and has there ever been an artist that was universally liked? I mean, I mean, besides Tom Hanks and Cher. <laughs> <laughs> no, besides those could you two. imagine they if they got married? Tom Hanks and Cher. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be, be amazing. Great. Yeah. Jack Lemon, I think, was pretty much oh, yeah. universally liked. Yeah. Okay, other than Jack Lemon. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> um, yeah. I think we are pretty liked. It's just that yeah. I think when somebody's, if you've heard about us and you go to see a set, there is a chance that you'll be like, what? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. I don't think anybody's like actively like campaigns against us. <laughs> like right, if you were to say, right. "Hey, I'm going to go see a Ferrari Speedy set," I don't think anybody would be like, "Don't, don't." Yeah, but they might be like, "Well, I don't so, know." So, <laughs> what do you what do you think it is about those ten or fifteen people? Like, I mean, what do you think it is when they don't get it? Why do you think that is? I think some people just don't like meta humor. Yeah. So, like when okay. we are when we. We don't really like completely drop out of the scene anymore, but we kind of mm-hmm. like if I mess up, Joe will call me out or mm-hmm. if Joe messes up, I will call him <clears throat> out. And some people just don't like that. And I think that's fine, by yeah, the way. Sure. I think it's yeah, I can see why people would hate that. So we also tend to play characters that are a little grotesque always comes yeah, to mind. I think mm-hmm. you're right. Um, and that can be that can be alienating, off-putting. <laughs> yeah, sure. So yeah, like you were licking a wall once yeah. during a scene where I was once. telling you, yeah, that once. I was like, <laughs> yeah, or one of us was licking a wall, the other yeah. person was like packing a suitcase to leave, and we were just like screaming at each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I could see a world where <laughs> maybe somebody doesn't like that. <laughs> maybe that hits too close to home. I don't know. That's, that's my parents on stage. Uh, and there's there's always a scene too where we're both just moving physically in very awkward and <laughs> disgusting ways. Yeah, sure. So so yes, you you guys are very very physical, 
with your improv for sure. And, Mm -hmm. and actually with your sketch. Um, but, um, but is, is that a conscious choice or is this a, is it just natural? Does it come naturally for the both of you? It doesn't come naturally for me. If I'm okay. physical, it's because I noticed Joe do it. Okay. And then mm. I'm like, oh, I should try to match that. Because we are we yeah. kind of mirror or play opposites of each other in scenes most times. Yep. Which I guess everybody does that, but I do kind of like look mm-hmm. for that when we're mm-hmm. playing. Yeah. And I know that when I become physical, it's because I noticed that Joe is doing it. Like okay. I'm mm-hmm. not a super physical person. Like if you see me on the mess, I'm... You're a statue. Yeah, I can yeah. be real, real standy. So, and not moving. Yeah, and I think that's just sort of my style is to go fairly physical with what I'm doing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Is that kind of how you find your characters a lot? So, uh, not a lot. Uh, sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's either that or the accent. Or the, yeah. Yep. Just however something comes out and there, exactly. there it is. Exactly, there it is. Yeah. And that'll last for like a line or two. <laughs> uh, but you found the character. <laughs> that's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. How about you, Mike? How do you tend to find your characters? I don't know. I... um. I don't necessarily have a way in like that. Okay. Like with what Joe's describing, I, I do sort of go with like I'm, like how does a word or a sound or how I just moved sure. make me feel, and then I'll just sort of go with it and trust that. But in a Ferrari set, usually we're pretty ramped up and ready to go. Right. So right. how I enter, so I know that that first scene is usually going to be pretty manic, and then I'm like. I kind of make a conscious decision going into that second scene. Am I going to be, am I going to double down on that? Or right. am I going to pay attention to that and play the opposite? So like really for me with character, a lot of character stuff is like, pay attention, man. Or if you're constantly playing angry dude, like go somewhere go a else. Different direction. And, and that's all yeah. I'm telling myself is just like, what else could it be? You know what yep. I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's sort of my way in on it, which I mm-hmm. guess is sort of boring, but it is sort of how I, jump into it because otherwise you get you start thinking about it all too much and we don't really have time for that because we do like start our scenes mm-hmm. like very rarely is there a somebody walks over to the cupboard and it takes like three minutes to get started yeah, like right somebody walks over the cupboard and immediately whips a bottle at the other person yeah so yeah. we kind of have to make decisions fast it's funny i think to uh uh like somebody kind of generally just watching a set and it it does look like just this crazy energy but I mean, if you if you watch one of your sets and like kind of analyze it, you guys are constantly working dynamics: the short, the long, the fast, the slow. Uh, and you're is that? I mean, Mike, you just kind of alluded to this, but uh, are are you guys conscious of this? Is this like uh, is this the actor behind the characters? You know, working. How how are you how are you thinking about the set as you're doing it up on stage? <laughs> yeah, I, I I think yeah, it goes right along with what Mike was saying is that we're we're always thinking about the show itself, the set itself. Yeah. Uh so from scene to scene, what are we doing the same? What are we doing that's different? Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think the challenge that we sort of put for ourselves all the time is how can we continuously vary what we're doing mm-hmm. to keep it entertaining for the audience and keep it entertaining for us? Because right. usually after a show the one thing that we talk about is okay how many of these scenes felt the same how many of them right okay. um were we sort of hitting the same energy what did we, when did we get away from that mm-hmm. and we kind of fold everything in on itself sometimes yeah. stuff starts to come back towards the end of mm-hmm. it so we're paying attention to that too. yeah are those typically sets that you're happier with when it does kind of fold back on itself like not like a herald but that sort of 
idea where things come back. I don't need it to like when it comes to improv structures and stuff like you've had me as a teacher. Yes. Like I just don't care about that stuff as Mm -hmm. much as other people do. Like structure is great. Like do whatever Mm -hmm. you want. And there is lots and lots of value to it. But I, for me, as long as I feel like we did 15 really good scenes, Mm -hmm. like that's all I really care about. And Mm -hmm. I don't mean that even to sound super cavalier. It's just like, no, no, that's, that's what you're just just what I think. Mm -hmm. So, I think I'm the one that tends to go more towards folding stuff back in and drawing mm-hmm. information from previous scenes. Um, and that's just, I, I think that's those, those things that kind of make us different is what makes the Ferrari sets even more fun mm-hmm. because we don't necessarily agree 100% on what the scene should be, but we figured out uh, what we need to do to make sure that works mm-hmm. and that we we both leave happy with it. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's that saying that, like, things that are not similar to each other tend to, like, be drawn to each other. Nice one. Cool. Yeah, that is that is true, right? Uh, that was a mistake. That's <laughs> a big, big mistake. How are See, we do approach stuff differently. Yeah. But how do we, like... Because, like, in workshops and stuff, I actually think we do a pretty good job of doing workshops together because when we go mm-hmm. to festivals and stuff, we do that a lot. Yeah. But, like, we don't necessarily entirely agree on certain things. Oh, no, not so at all. Usually, but I'm, now I'm trying, like, on the spot, I'm trying to think how are we different and I am having a little bit of trouble, like... You... If we're talking just workshops, I think you're more likely to teach uh, that you can change, you can have emotional change within a scene. Yes, I, I know that's yeah. that's a point that we've we've discussed before. Uh, whereas I'm much more likely to say, uh, stick to your emotion, whatever it is at the beginning of the scene, no matter what happens, uh, stick to it. You're not going to get a change. But yeah, I think I think that's probably the bigger one out of all of them. I was just trying yeah. to think. Like I was like, you're right. And now I'm, it's been a while since we taught a workshop, so I was trying to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've had this conversation because usually, like after a workshop, we'll walk back to the venue especially mm-hmm. in an out of town kind of mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and we'll just sort of like talk about how the workshop went and that conversation comes up i was trying to remember what some of the points of that conversation were yeah i do feel like your point of view can change yeah if it's earned right you know when it feels fake but if it's like if you have a gun in my head my point of view could change and i think that's okay but you would say if you had a gun to your character's head mm-hmm. your point of view wouldn't change yeah and you could live in that fantastical reality right where that's something for that's like okay. a scene that takes two yeah. minutes <laughs> <laughs> and then we would argue about that on yeah. stage in that scene yep right yeah and then some people would be like ha, ha, ha and then like somebody would be like what yeah i don't want your improv theory yeah <laughs> yeah or, or somebody would be like wait a second is this fake too yeah and Dan Harmon would be at the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always assumed Dan Harmon yeah. would be like, I'm into that. Uh, so you two have known each other since high school. Uh, yeah. yeah. 1990. We graduated in 95, but we knew each other a couple years before that, right? 93? 90... Well, the Homewood Cavalcade, whenever that That's was. That's right. 92 or 93. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've been doing improv together in some capacity for... We were we were on the speech team together, and for that's a while right. we did a humorous duet acting. Um, in forensics. In forensics, yeah. yeah. Um, they didn't want us to be a team. Do you remember that? I did. Yeah, yeah. We weren't like. 
it was I like, just don't think that we thought they they thought we had the chops or whatever. And we I did just it. distinctly <laughs> no, we did it. I'm not saying like, oh yeah, we were but it was like I remember that. But yeah, we we did that. Uh we did a lot of plays together in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh in college we were both on the same improv team, the only improv team. Um we wrote the Christmas show for our college one year, uh, which was a lot of fun. Christmas the play. Christmas the play. <laughs> With that one guy, do you remember him? With the, I don't even the mean, night. Yeah, the night. Yeah, God, he was amazing. Uh, the Christmas, uh, the the Christmas play for the college. Uh, it cast college students, but it also cast the local uh, talent. The, yes, the local talent, and the, the guy that played the night was was uh, from Monmouth. He wasn't from the college, and. Every choice he made was the weirdest choice. <laughs> yeah, and if you felt, if you thought like, oh, he. It was almost brilliant. It wasn't yeah. brilliant because I don't think he was aware of the kind of choices he was making. No. However, had he made intentionally made then all those choices, been, yeah, it would have been one of the finest performances yeah. in history because it was so bizarre. It was just, every time he walked out, I got excited. And I, I was like, here, here we fucking go. This, this could go anywhere. So, so yeah, so yeah. then we did that. Yep. Sounds amazing. And then um, I moved what here. Else? Pretty quickly after you moved in 2000, I came up. Yeah, a year I worked later. at a theater in Chicago for like a year, stage managing and building sets, and then I moved up here. Mm-hmm. And then you moved like a year after that, I moved a year later. Yeah. So I went, I went through I/O, and I went through. Uh, I did stuff at the playground in Chicago, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then moved up. And I just did stuff at the workshop. And so, yeah, you, you for the most part, you guys have been to together in your uh theater and improv history yeah uh, a, a lot of people have talked about how well you complement each other on stage including philip and i because we're trying to figure out why we don't compliment each other <laughs> uh, but uh what do you think makes it work so well uh between you two uh as as improv partners or as writing partners or as you know, whatever, because you, you, you have very different styles. What do you think makes it so complimentary? Well, I think we both think the other person's funny. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like a compromise. Mm -hmm. Like if we're writing something and even if I don't necessarily like your idea for the scene, isn't where I would go. There's the trust that I, I still think what you think is what you're putting down is funny. And we've worked long enough that like I'm willing to trust it. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of true across the, the yeah. board. So mm-hmm. like I think if we didn't think we were the other person was just like genuinely funny, like I think that would be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um like if you yeah. didn't think dude from Christmas the play was hilarious, <laughs> like we yeah. would have just stopped. No, I I I think you're totally right. I I think uh, the fact that we find each other uh to be very funny. Uh, I, the fact that we, I think we have a lot of respect for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of trust that goes into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the last thing is the stuff that we find mutually funny. We, yeah, we both like hardcore agree on the stuff we find mutually funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is, I, I think the stuff that we find mutually funny is not a whole lot of people would find that as funny as we do. I think it tends to be a little more outlandish and absurd. Yeah, but now that we're in front of a mic, like I'm trying to think of like what, what is something that would be? that would be like. Well, all kids in the hall. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. a, a lot of people love kids in the hall, so that's not super. But when we were watching it with our friends in college, mm-hmm. 
clearly we were the two who were like, this is... You were the two that were belly laughing while everybody else was like... (laughs) We were belly laughing. Jay Dickerson was laughing pretty hard. And everybody else is sort of like... (laughs) You know what I mean? So I'm trying to think. What else? What else makes us... Work. Well, because like I don't, I love, I like Steve Martin's stand up a lot. I right. think it's amazing, but I don't love it in the same way that you love it. Sure, you know sure. what I mean. So I'm just trying to think of like other things. Uh, what was it? Snark Out Boys and the Avocado of Death. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that was probably one of the earliest examples of. Oh, <laughs> this will probably work. Uh, when we were in high school, uh, our our theater teacher did this really cool thing that over the summer uh, he would take pretty much anyone in the theater department to a bunch of plays in Chicago Mm -hmm. uh, because we were in the South Suburbs. That was cool. Uh, So for two summers, we saw like 20 shows each summer. Wow. So we got to see a ton of really cool stuff and, you know, a lot of dramatic stuff, a lot of not dramatic stuff. Uh, But we saw, what was the name of the theater? I can't even remember. Lifeline? Lifeline Theater. It was like a children's theater on the north side of Chicago. And they they adapted Snark Out Boys and the Avocado of Death, which is a, a story. Um, and it was so weird. It was, it was <laughs> so really weird, but incredibly funny. And I think leaving there, the two of us thought we had just gone through the greatest experience <laughs> of our lives. Like the greatest <laughs> show ever. Yeah. And everyone else was like, it was a kid's show. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That is a hundred percent correct. We um, left thinking that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What did the one guy say? Don't. Remember his word of warning? I do. Uh, he like had a big, big yellow curly haired wig on. Yep. He had like, like you know, what was wearing a sweatshirt that was puffed out to make him look super muscular and weird. He was like a bodyguard kind of character. Yeah. He's like, don't. Essentially, this is it. He was like, don't let him grab you by the feet, because if he grabs you by the feet, it's, it's all, all over. <laughs> and we just lost it. And everybody else is like, what? And we're like, guys. <laughs> Why don't you think that's hilarious? It's all over. I think that was it. I think actually that was the quote exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a mistake. (laughs) Your newest endeavor is Mm -hmm. Strike Theater. Yay. Yes. Which uh, is super exciting. Um, Talk about Strike Theater. How did it come about? Why is it even happening? (laughs) (laughs) I think the why is uh, before Mike and I even left college, we we sort of came to an agreement that at some point in our lives, we would like to own and run a theater. Mm -hmm. Um, So it goes back to that, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And we sort of got to do that for a little while. We had five great years uh, running the the student union, the Brave New Workshop Student Union. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And we got to produce a lot of shows. We got to uh, uh, try a lot of things out, which was super cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And especially after like the theater theater moved downtown, like Mm -hmm. they were really cool. They were like, run the school like you want to run the school. And by giving it, letting us have access to that stage, we were able to. You know, we were really able to kind of run a theater, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So it, it, was it was pretty cool. awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. But I think since Mike and I left, we had been kicking around the idea. Left the BNW, uh, we were kicking around the idea of okay, how can we make this happen? You know, where it's just yeah, us actually doing what we were hoping to do. Um, and we had been meeting with a couple of other people, Allison included, about what would it be like to start up a theater what would we do to sort of make that sustainable? You know, what would our day jobs be during that? So, and some of it was because you remember I just 
did that stupid Facebook post about if I ever own a theater, I, yeah. I want to call it the Skit Shack. Yeah. And it was totally just a joke. I mean, it was, I did want to start a theater, but right. it wasn't because we had been talking about anything or anything like that. But then that led to other emails. Mm-hmm. That sort of ha- was my avenue in on that. So anyway. I, I remember that post. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, do, do it. I was like, yeah. yeah, I want to. But this was just like, I just wanted to say sketch. <laughs> so. But then a couple of things sort of fell into place. Uh, Allison knows the president of the uh, SEIU Local 26, which is the union for window washers, security guards, and other sort of service people and they were moving into a new space in the thorpe building uh, and they they had to get more space than they would use on a very regular basis because once a month they do big uh union events where they have hundreds of people come in and do the speeches and stuff like that but part of the space that they were renting they would really only be using for that one day out of the month mm-hmm. uh, and it's in a it's in a building that's very supportive of of arts and things like that so it ended up working out that strike theater or the three of us could feasibly come in and take over that space for 90%, 99% of the time. Uh, and then the one day a month that they need it, they could come in and use it. So that's sort of how it all, all the pieces kind of fell together when Javier, the, the union president said, hey, what do you think about this opportunity? Mm-hmm. And then the three of us were like, well, all right, let's go. And it, yeah. then it just started happening really fast. Yeah. So Allison is really involved in the storytelling and spoken word scene. She produces sure. uh, tons of shows around town. Uh, and then Mike and I, through the, the student union, we did a lot of sketch writing, a lot of sketch shows, right. uh, producing those. So it sort of seemed like those were three communities that don't necessarily have a home. Like long form improv has huge theater. Right. Uh, if, if you're up and coming and you want to do stuff, that's the place you go to. So we wanted to kind of do something along those lines, and mm-hmm. that's how Strike happened. And so you're going to be offering classes as well as uh, mm-hmm. a place to uh, perform. Yeah. Uh, and and how how do you foresee like a performance schedule or something like that? Are are, are you foreseeing something like huge where it's almost every night a week or are you uh no what do, i don't what do you think, think so it's interesting yeah. because you know obviously we reserve the right <laughs> to change our <laughs> minds because we're, we're really just trying to figure all this stuff out right now right like we're right. in the process of our kickstarter and, and working on like getting construction bids and stuff but mm-hmm. when we're not doing that we are trying to figure out well how does a show calendar look? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And right now it kind of looks like a Thursday through Sunday mm-hmm. kind of set up. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for classes or other types of things. And then trying to figure out what does that look like on a Friday then? Are there, are there two shows on a Friday or and a Saturday? Is there potentially more than that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like on a Friday night, is there a sketch show at 8 and a storytelling show at 10 or, you know, vice mm-hmm. versa? Or is the spoken word poetry storytelling stuff does it have its own night you know what i mean so there's right. a lot of stuff we're trying to figure sure. out like will improv work into there i i honestly probably in some ways will you know there's sure. a lot of groups that are still looking for you know stage time and stuff like mm-hmm. that but we don't know like we don't know how any of it's gonna look right now so it's it's right. a little it's weird because i feel like in some ways we do have a, an idea and mm-hmm. then it's like 
all you have to do is put a tiny, the tiniest of wrenches in it, and then yeah. it sends right. everything yeah, yeah, yeah. into a different direction. So, well, and that's yeah. not even talking about a podcast night yet. Right. <laughs> that's, but that's, that's not, true. you know, that's, that's the thing that's yeah. come up. So, yeah. like, um, all that kind of stuff is is on the table. And then with like classes, it's like <laughs> classes we know will be sort of writing based, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, we're doing our improv to sketch class, which is exciting because I feel like it's a different kind of class that's being offered. Mm-hmm. It's also how, like, if Strike Theater produces its own sketch or review type show. That's how you'd want to do it. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? Maybe three years from now that changes. But right now, it is kind of how we want to, like, craft and create the shows. Mm-hmm. And so it's it, it's exciting to have that class be sort of the first one we're kicking yeah. off it was also exciting that people were like oh yeah i want to sign up for that yeah because there was a little bit of like well if no one's interested in this process that we are going to have to figure out a new way to go and then how does storytelling work into that is that is a storytelling class an eight-week class or is it right. a, a a three-week workshop or is sure. it a workshop over a weekend that starts friday night and then ends with the performance on sunday like there's a lot of stuff to sort of figure out that joe allison and i have to like really like what is this going to look like now? yeah mm-hmm. are are you hoping at some point that strike theater does produce its own shows that you're able to produce your own yeah. yep, sketch yes. shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that Very okay much yep yeah, I mean, this is sort of where it's weird. It's like, so what will a season look like? So how right. many how many will Strike produce in a year? Mm-hmm. Do we do three and then the rest of it is like, we're curating, figuring out, hey, you guys seem like you're doing an awesome mm-hmm. show. Get over here. Or you guys are amazing students. Let's do this under our umbrella. You know what I mean? Like, right. and, and all this is just sort of hypothetical stuff. Right, at this point. Like, there's a lot of exciting, exciting options. Yeah. yeah, and we will, I don't think that's, cat out of the bag that we would be producing our own stuff yeah. at our theater yep. So, yep. Um, wait so a production team bought a theater yeah. that has <laughs> produced sketch shows in the past shows. Yep. Okay. interesting so mm. that'll never work <laughs> previously you guys were on the show for sketch lab yep. which is something that uh is uh, a brave new workshop product mm-hmm. would you be possibly interested in doing something like sketch lab over at strike theater where you brought in several writers and uh, performers and had like a, you know, whatever, a four week rehearsal Mm -hmm. and then several weeks of shows, something like that. Is, is that something? Yeah. I I think we're really keeping options open as far as like, what are the different sketch shows that we produce? What might they look like? You know, Mm -hmm. are there going to be some that are a little more traditional, like Sketch Lab kind of was? Mm -hmm. Uh, Are there going to be some that are improv to sketch? Are there some that are going to be sort of outside of both of those? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, we're we're kicking around a lot of ideas, and I think we'll probably end up trying most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Because it could be like, maybe it's not even a sketch show sometimes. Maybe it's just... A group of six people came up with a really good hour-long yeah. original comedic piece, and that's what we do. You know is, what I mean? Yeah. So, so you want to keep it open? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, one more thing: Have you have you thought about uh, filming? If there's sketch writers about, is like having the space be uh, open for filming and stuff like that, or do you want to keep it temporal? No, that I think filming is something that we have to okay. look at. I think mm-hmm. that's something, uh, even if. 
even if everyone that comes in, they don't want to put these on YouTube or anything like that. I think the hope is that people that come through and perform in shows with us will want to go out and do festivals and yeah. want to put tapes and things like that together. So we're going to make sure that the space is ready for that. And it might not be day one. Mm-hmm. You can do that, oh, but yeah. it's definitely in the plans to make sure it's a space that we, you could record to get some really good angles, get really good sound, mm-hmm. and then ship that off to at different festivals and things like that. And then not even just at the space, like recording like mm-hmm. shows, like I, you know, it's not a really well cre- crafted video sketch. Isn't like a weird novelty thing anymore. It's something you're, that yeah, you right. need to know how to do. Absolutely. So like, I think that that's something too. It's like, maybe we do have like a yearly, maybe we, maybe we do a lot of them with a lot of different people. Yeah. And then maybe there's a weekend like where we do our own sort of curated video fest. I don't know, but cool. like, I don't know that you can do comedy or have a comedy theater anymore. And then like ignore that part of it. Yeah. So, but yeah. we haven't, honestly, that's not something we've talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. Just that we both, I think are in agreement that it's something that shouldn't just be ignored. Mm-hmm. Right. So one last question for Ooh. you guys. All right. I better make it a good one. Uh, can you, uh, and, and feel free to take a moment, think about in five years, what do you want strike theater to look like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, for me in five years, the hope would be that it would be a completely self-sustaining theater, Mm -hmm. uh, where we had speaking specifically for sketch we had a sketch community that was large enough that every month there was a different show that was being put up Mm -hmm. uh and directed by different members of the community Mm -hmm. so it's not the two of us doing everything Mm -hmm. but we've got enough people that are interested and talented and have been working at this long enough that they could be producing shows or putting up shows that would have an audience that was large enough that they covered all the costs and that we'd be able to pay everyone that was you know, performing or helping out in any aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as storytelling and, and spoken word, I think it's pretty much the same mm-hmm. is that it's a very sustainable model and that we're able to uh, give most of the proceeds back to the performing artists and also teaching a bunch of classes to help continue to grow that. Yeah. Yep. To cultivate them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you look at what huge has done in the last five yeah. years and I think that's pretty much a, an exact model that's for what model. we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yep, I would agree. I would agree with everything that Joe just said. Yes, very smart guy. Except. And then, no, not at all. Like just to add on to that too, I feel like people sometimes when they hear about strike right now, they're like, "Oh, a place for sketch, spoken word, and where we can help build the community and like." bring the people of SEIU into the fold too mm-hmm. and like create shows with them and stuff like that. And it feels like such distinct different things. Yeah. And I would like in five years for people not to view it that way. Okay. To yeah. see somebody who, to see a storyteller in somebody's sketch yeah. show and to yes. see yeah. people yeah. who would have thought they were only in sketch writers into a storytelling show. And then like if anybody from the union yeah. like yeah. is taking classes and doing stuff and is in a show, it's like, of course that's what happens because right. it's this, it is this community that cr- was created. You yeah. know what I mean? And that would be really cool to me that things don't feel separate. Yeah. It feels like it was all working towards becoming this thing that flows really well. Cause like the, 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 not the merger, what is the, the, uh, the partnership we have right. with the union and the theater, like, 
like that's important to me. I think yeah. it 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 mm-hmm. potentially opens up to a, an entire community, opens up you know what storytelling could be and what what writing and comedy could be to like a community that maybe you know hasn't hasn't done that before and you know it, it could be a pretty valuable tool and just like you know there's so many voices that we haven't heard. Right. Yeah. Could, there could be there's most likely amazing comedic voices yep. in that you know what I mean right. that we you know hasn't hasn't been explored. I phrased that really poorly, but what I'm getting at yeah. is I'd love to see it all sort of blend and merge together. Yeah. You, you know, you you mentioned that, and uh, as Joe had been, as Joe was talking previously, I realized that basically all of my questions had been geared towards sketch. Sure. And, and, it, and it's like, yep, yeah, exactly what you were just saying, Mike. Uh, this It's not just a sketch theater. No. It's sketch, storytelling, spoken word. Maybe podcast, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, some, but maybe other things too. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and I guess that the future will will figure things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the storytelling spoken word community is killer in this town. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, just looking forward to it all. Yeah. yeah. It together. United uh, we stand up, divided <laughs> we fall down and have a nap. Yep. That old saying. That uh, actually was na- you nailed that one. All right, what, one last question. All right. All right. Uh, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, man, because I want to say RC Cola. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Coke, Pepsi, or write-in? RC Cola. Uh, probably Coke, Diet Coke. Diet is what Coke. I drink usually. You Although do? Now I'm moving to Diet Pepsi because there's, there's some chemical that's not in Diet Pepsi that isn't Diet Coke, which apparently is like drinking nine cigarettes mm. every time you do it. So. Mm-hmm. Do you remember just as a, a real a quick flashback when I'd come over to your house at Homewood, Illinois, and I'd like have like a mustard sandwich? Yeah, I yeah. remember the old mustard sandwich. Royal, I think I must have had a Royal Crown Cola with it. Probably. Like, That's what. I would just come over and we'd sit. Either that or a Wildwood. <laughs> yeah. Shout out old funny duties <laughs> with nothing but memories <laughs> as we float down the raft towards death. Oh. Well, speaking of the human equivalent of a mustard sandwich, <laughs> now's, now's the time in the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call Philip's Corner! It's Philip's Corner! Welcome to Philip's Corner. It's like my fourth one of these. All condiments, no meat. That's what I assumed when he meant when he said mustard sandwich. Is there anything else in a mustard sandwich? No, no. it was usually just, it was usually one piece of bread yep. with mustard in it, and yep. you just and like white bread, yeah. So you yeah. can like yeah. mush it up into a ball. Oh, yeah. So there's just like this yep. delicious soft ball with a, a mustardy center. <laughs> Don't knock it, have it. It's yeah, delicious. Try it. Try it, it sounds great. It's, just, it's not been 20 years since I've had one. Let's put it that way. Great. Uh, Philip's Corner has already begun. That was your first question. Wow. Uh, but let's get serious because I need to look into your eyes and extract better questions than that. Not much better. They're still Mm-mm. me. Joe. Yes. What does your signature look like? Uh, it's terrible. Is it, is it legible? Can no, you read it? Not at all. Not at all. Is um, it the same every time? No, it's pretty close. It's pretty close every time. Um, you can kind of tell there's the curse of J to start the whole thing out. And then it's just sort of a line out of that. Sure. And then my curse of B is just is just the number three. It is just <laughs> like the that. number three. And then there's like, uh, 
you know, like an EKG line after that, uh-huh. where the, like sharp uh, uh, peaks and valleys uh, once or twice, and then there's a dot for the eye. But the dot's not even a dot. It's just like a long... It's terrible. It's a terrible <laughs> signature. Usually when I'm signing stuff, I'll just write my name in... What's the opposite of cursive? Printing? Printing. Print. I print it. Print. That's... Thank you. Did you know I shortened my signature after I was a notary? Oh, yeah. Because like, I had to notarize like literally 100 documents a day right. for one of my older jobs. And I made the mistake of saying Michael M. Fotis and getting that stamp. Oh, yeah. oh. And then, like, after that job, I was like, my signature changed, so now it's just M. Yep. Fotis. So I never, like, got a new notary stamp or anything, but anyway, I just jumped down with it. It was, no, it was great. It was great. That's what Philip's Corner is all about. Yeah. <laughs> Michael C., did you say? M. Yeah, uh, I'm bad listener. What are you bad at? What am I bad at? I'm bad at a lot of stuff. I'm bad at math. Like, bad at math. <laughs> Pretty um, bad. I'm bad at... Uh, well, math is a big one. Yeah. Um, like, I can't... You just put a, a bunch of numbers in front of me, and I'm like... I'm actually, like, not kidding when I say I'm kind of convinced I might have, like, a learning disability when it comes to it, because I just see numbers, and I'm like... Literally don't know what to do with them. I am bad at basketball. Again, I was never good at it, but I used to play a lot. So like I could do some stuff and I recently started going to the gym and just playing and it's like, what happened? <laughs> like I'm terrible at it. And um, I'm bad at a lot of stuff. Do you want to hear more stuff? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm bad at... Joe, feel free to jump yeah, in. Jump, <laughs> I mean, math is the big thing. It's shocking. It, it's incredible. Uh, so you're going to do the accounts for strike? Well, you know, the, thing, the weird thing is, like, I can keep a, my own personal budget and stuff, but then there's just, like, other things where it's, like... Like figuring out a tip? No, even okay. that I've, like, yeah. sort of figured out... But like we were trying to figure out a budget for like something that I was doing for work. Yep. And then I remember like having this conversation with you and like looking in your eyes and knowing that you were like, you're very kind, you're very nice, but you were like, how do you not know that? (laughs) (laughs) We just subtracted 500. Why did you like literally look at me like I had no idea how to answer the question? So like that kind of stuff. But like I know what my bill situation is. Yeah. And I know to have more money that I'm losing. <laughs> uh, Joe, what's something yeah. you have too much of? Something I, I video games. Ooh. I have way too many. Um, and I, there are, I mean, there are a few of them that I haven't opened. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm there with you. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's tough, but that's how it is. Yeah. And like every once in a while I'll like, so I have to like dust off my Xbox when, yep. when I play it yeah. because I don't get to play it. But then I'll like turn it on with the intent of playing a game, but I'll end up downloading more games instead. <laughs> and uh, and then I'll be like, well, I have to let it sit and download those games. So yep. I'll go like watch TV yeah. and then never get around to playing it. it. Yeah. And that was my one time to play for like weeks. It's a, it, For me, it's very much a, oh, I have a little bit of time. I could start a game. Yeah. But I know if I start a game, I'm going yeah. to have to commit so much time to yep. it and i yeah. can't do that and then i yeah then i just watch tv instead <sighs> uh, it's hard being a former gamer it is it is yeah. uh and there are a lot of exciting things happening in the world of video a games. a lot right i mean there, there there's some really cool games out there yep i think yeah i read about them yeah i still i still subscribe to video game magazines do you yeah 
Yeah, it's tough. Heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Thank you, Philip. That's a heartbreaking question. Ooh, good. We got there. Philip's corner has to break someone's heart or it doesn't count. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we are now part of your group. It's just part of our protocol. Yeah, we're in every group yep, now. Yep. Uh, Mike, do you have any subscriptions? No, not anymore. I don't know if I ever subscribed to it, but I used to get the Beckett's baseball card guy. Oh, yeah. 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 I think it was Beckett's, wasn't it? Oh, Something yeah. Like yep, that. yeah. And I, I know that I've had subscriptions since then, but I can't think of what they would be. I think I got Esquire for a while. Mm-hmm. Fancy. Um, you know, and I'd go back. I don't know if Charles Pierce is, writes for the hard copy of it, but he's their political guy mm-hmm. on their uh, website. He's fantastic. Mm. Like, I read all of his stuff. So, But that's about it. And I think I'm sure I got Sporting News or Sports Illustrated or something. Mm-hmm. I'd be shocked if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Final question. Answer at the same time. If Strike doesn't already have a slogan, what's the slogan for Strike? Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Great. Yep. Strike. Hey, let's do this. I'm I'm in. All right, guys. I'll take the first class. Yay. Yeah, thanks for doing that. Perfect. Like, legitimately. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Great. That has been Philip's Corner. Wonderful. Yeah. You guys ready to do some improv or a planned sketch? Sure. Yep. 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 Or storytelling or spoken word. Yeah. <laughs> we got or it all. Podcast. Mm. Next up, Pats. I, I didn't want to be here. Well, sorry, buddy. You I told are. you already I didn't okay. want to be here. All right. Here. Well, you are. So. Well, I, okay. Hey, you want to be a Boston Red Sox or you want to be a dickhead? No. Those right are your na- two options right, right now. now. I would honestly rather just be a dickhead. Oh, really? So you don't want to be a Boston Red Sox? I do not. I what said, is your job now, buddy? My job right now? Yeah, what is your job I right now? I am a garbage collector. So you, you would rather be a garbage collector yes. than a Boston Red Sox? Yes, I would. Take a second and think about what you're saying, buddy. You, buddy. I, hey. I know exactly what I'm saying. When say I, it again, then, because what you're saying is dumb-dumb. When I collect... The garbage. There is nobody watching me. All right, I'm handing out red socks to everybody standing in line. Yeah. You are now Boston Red Sox. You are now Boston Red Sox. So you better hey think about this. You put that on, then you that is a contract, buddy. So you let me see your socks. Who do you even have, garbage guy? I don't want to show you my socks. Do you, I don't want to show you my socks. Is it, are the rumors true that there are no socks for garbage men? There are no socks for garbage men. So did. Once again, why don't you want to be a red sock? My ankles chafe. So why wouldn't you wear socks then? It's socks make them chafe. That's because you wear dumb socks. Hey. These Boston Red Sox socks are so good, your ankles will be like, hey, thanks so much for putting me in good times. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to get non-dairy creamer, and unfortunately I'm only finding extra dairy. So yeah, we had a mix-up with our truck, our truck shipment was an uh, extra dairy truck. Okay, I'm super lactose intolerant and I've ingested a lot of this extra it's dairy creamer. All, it's alright, Ted. It's alright. We have a little lab set up in the back to remove the extra dairy. Okay, do they have... Oh God, I'm gonna go in through my throat. Is it... We're, we're gonna remove the dairy from the creamer? Not from what's already in your belly. Oh, excuse me. I know you're dealing with that person right there, but I need to get some condoms and a locked box. Mr. Mayor? Just right. 
I need some condoms. Mr. Mayor, you're going to have to wait? I'm, I'm the mayor. Excuse me, I'm, I'm really afraid about them going in and extracting the dairy from my, from my throat. Uh, how much have you? How much of the creamer have you already had? I ingested 63 packets. All right, we're going to have to send you to the back. Excuse me, you didn't Mr. answer mayor? my question fast enough, so I smashed through the glass with my fist, and now I need to know where the band-aids are. They're behind the locked glass cabinets. <laughs> I don't know, I just woke up with a sore throat. Like I was felt like I was maybe yelling at you in my sleep. Oh, Did really? I do that? I don't think you were. I, I mean I sleep I sleep with headphones on. I did wake up angry at you. That dog is in our house again. The neighbor's dog is in our yes. house again? What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck. It's just leave? in our house again. No, I locked the door. Of course, I locked the, the door. The outside door or the yes. bedroom door? You're screaming at me now. Maybe that's not, why your voice This is screaming? Yes. Get, get that dog out of our house. If I have to get that dog, I'm going to wrestle it. <clears throat> oh, great. The neighbor's cats are here, but, too. <laughs> Maybe they'll just deal with each other. <laughs> oh, my God. They've merged. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them still. Are the neighbors dog and cat defying science and yes, nature they are. in our I told house? You, I hate those guys. This is your fault because you invited them to that barbecue, and I said, "Don't invite them to our barbecue. They have so many tests to." I said, "Come over anytime," but I thought I meant like to our backyard. Yeah, this, they took that as a "come over anytime" because that's exactly what Can't you said. Handle how they take it. Okay, I said what I said. Stop screaming! At I'm not. Me. No wonder your voice hurts all the time. You're just like big screamer guy it's getting louder so it's either getting closer to us or it's getting bigger it's on my thigh 911 emergency yeah i get a oh boy just tell him all right i'm gonna tell him come on man they're busy just tell him i'm really busy over here i have a basketball in me what? Yeah, it was hilarious. I went up for a layup and I tripped, and I've got a basketball in me. Yeah, the ball already landed on the ground. Oh, he just swallowed it. Oh. But that's if you imagine if that ball hadn't been there, your teeth hold, would be please. Up. Dan, I've got the golden goose over here. Start recording. This is gonna go on our podcast. This is gonna be great. Unhold. I heard so much. I, I understand, sir. Do you want police? I don't think police are necessary. Do you want well, journalists? It's not your ball. Do it's you want journalists? Okay, I'm not so stealing it. So you just stole okay, that so ball. Other people want the police, but I would prefer an ambulance or firefighters with the jaws oh, you of swallowed life. it. You're going to poop it out. I don't want to poop it out. Well, guess what? You would rather have your stomach opened up? You dropped out of doctor sir, school. Sir, sir, what? sir. Could you have somebody check and see if the uh, if the air hole is visible so we could deflate the ball? Oh, we're being I, recorded again. For sure we are. Every time really we call so? them, the yeah. Rondos, the Rondos. <laughs> shit, shit. Well, no, for sure, because they're saying the Rondos. <laughs> shit, shit. Listen, just, can you just send an ambulance? Eat eight fiber one bars and everything's going to be fine. I don't want to poop this out. Hey. Uh, dog catcher here. I was sent. There's a basketball situation. Yeah, it's in me. What? It's in me. 
Okay, I'm going to send this. Okay, I got this dog cat creature that I got at the last call. I'm going to send that in. Okay. Send that in to bring the basketball out. So open wide, sir. Hold Uh, on a second. What? You are going to let a dog catcher deal with this instead of just pooping it out? Yes, I am. Why would you ever let a dog catcher deal with your medical problems? Uh, FDA, uh, do you, uh, do, you, do you want some extra dairy creamer? Did you bring this guy? Well, yeah, You're but for something completely out. different. It's your birthday, and I know you like dairy creamer. I do like dairy creamer on my birthday. So fucking use it then, I'm dude. Like, All right. Fine. I'll I know you the- are. That's why you should do it. You're going to poop that thing out. Oh. You should aim towards your enemies because you're going to have a cannon. Here. Look, you want this cat dog in you or should I just go home? I could have been Let's, a Red Sox for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. Yeah, put the cat dog in. Give me some creamer. I got to go. And then. Sorry, I got to go. No, you've got. Derek, I brought over a new shower curtain. Uh, fucking great. I just thought that maybe you would like some privacy on your half of the apartment. Yeah, that's great. Okay. Cool. Uh, I will just attach it. All right. Okay, Derek, I don't seem to be able to do anything right anymore. Well, I don't know why we have to split up the apartment. Well, ever since the divorce, I don't like looking at you. So just let me move. No, that is not part of our divorce agreement. Well, God, I'm so mad right now. Like, I told you when I signed this, I was like, I want this part. The door! Sexy sexy pizza. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to get my sexy pizza. Do you want me to pull the curtain first? No, I know he's your boyfriend, so Uh, just, I don't even care. Just... Well, hey, hey. I got a pineapple pizza. Oh, well, that box shirt. Here, let me open the box. You do this like three times a week. How is this still a thing for you? How does this turn either of you on? You know, you are not a part of this fantasy. Well, I know, and I don't want to be. Just please let me leave this apartment. Pineapple's an aphrodisiac. Oh, who did I bring with me? (gasps) Oh, it's a plumber. Hey, crack. I'm here for the for the crack. I'm leaving. I don't even know what that... What is going on? Hey, mister, where you running off to? Oh, I don't know. My ex-wife's fucking two dudes. <laughs> and it's fine. Honestly, it's fine. I'm eight years old, mister. I'm yeah. eight years old. That's okay. some language you're using. What are you doing just asking strangers questions all the time? Why... Well, I- I'm hoping that some stranger will ask me a question. All right. What like is your you name? Yeah. My name's Bill. You don't meet a lot of eight-year-old kids named Bill. No. Nope. Do you go by Billy nope. or anything like Just that? Just Bill. Bill. That's pretty adult. Yep. I'm hoping to someday be one. Be an adult? Yeah. What do you, why do you think that's not going to happen? get back up here on Capitol Hill. I got to go to the legislature. All right. <laughs> See ya. Hey, hold on a second. Hey. You don't have to do anything. What? Yeah, just what do you want to do? You didn't have to leave your ex-wife when she was two guys. Oh, did you just pause because you didn't want to say? I'm eight years old. I want you to say the word fucking. I want you to say say that. I want you to say this sentence. Hey, stranger, your ex-wife was fucking two guys. Say that to me. Hey, stranger, your ex-wife was two guys. Nope, you can't do that. Say, hey, stranger, your ex-wife was fucking two guys. Hey, stranger, your ex-wife was two guys. One more time. Say say it one more time. You've got to get it out. Just Hey, stranger, your ex-wife was fucking 
King, two guys. What did you say? I didn't want to hit you, but that's a lesson, okay? Sometimes if you let somebody coerce you into something, don't you, don't you, don't you, don't you die. I'm going to go to Dairy Queen. Personally, sir, I think the suit looks beautiful on you. Oh, thank you. It really, it really makes you look sophisticated. Should we bring the crotch up? Uh, sure. I, I think that that's... Higher? Well, um... So, Higher. No, I, I'm... Okay. How's that? Mmm, snug. Is, is that where you would like the crotch? A little crotch? higher. Um, sir, the, just a little bit higher. Okay, at this point, there's basically contours showing, and I don't believe that any suit should be fitted quite this. Bat way. suit should should show off all the muscles individually. All right, pants, same thing. Okay, I just don't see how this is. Uh, okay, higher. I, d- I don't see how you can move properly in this, sir. Your hat is ready. Should I put it on your head? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, lower. All right. Lower. Oh, sir, if it goes any lower, it'll be over your eyes. Mm-hmm. All right. Lower. lower. Okay, all right. A little, bit, a little bit lower. All right, sir, the crown of your head is now burst through the hat. Is that what you want? Yes, it shows that I am too much head for this hat. Ah, okay. uh, lower. Oh, yeah, all right, sir. Lower? Very, all right, sir. You in the pants, higher still. Yes, sir, I, I have now taken to hiking your uh, the waistline up. Hmm. And higher. Yes, higher. And higher. Higher. So now the, the hat and the pants are touching, sir. Mm, they're making an unholy pant hat. I hadn't looked at it that way. I, it's yes. defying nature. Yeah, whatever you say, sir. It's it's constricting around my midsection. It's getting tight. Sir, this is what you wanted. It's getting too tight. This is what you asked. Okay, h- higher and lower, but reverse from before. Higher and lower. But we're not in control uh, of this anymore, it's, sir. It's squeezing so me. It's squeezing. Nice abs. Thank you. <laughs> that outfit really brings out your abs. Yes, thank you. Is that a hat brim? It's a hat Around pants. your abs? It's a belt with... It's a hat belt pants... Ooh. Would you two like to order? Yeah, I'll have the calzone. Do you even want a menu? No, I'll have the calzone. Well, what about your date? What do you do? You want a menu? I would just like a, just water and a straw. What's wrong with you? Are you sick? What's going I'm on? I'm being. It's, it's very tight to look this good. Uh, all right, okay. Water, straw, calzone. What do you want in your calzone? Surprise me. All right. Oh, you like to take risks? I like uh, to not know what's in things. Oh. But I know it's in those abs. Yes. So what's he want in his calzone? He said surprise me. Surprise him? All right, live octopus. Here you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a fast calzone. Here's your calzone. It's Forgot your water. My mistake. You, it's such an easy order. Well, I was focusing on the calzone. Just raw dough. <laughs> Why is it moving? Must be a surprise. This calzone's got abs. <laughs> Hi, Calzone. Here's your water. Ah, I forgot your struck. It's got tentacles. That's fantastic. You gonna eat that? You wanna eat it with me? Mmm. Suckers. Hello, Thomas. 
Um, have you considered uh, my proposal about the flag? Of course, I've considered it, and I've, I've decided to take the flag down as yeah. as you wanted me. Very to. good, very good. Yes. I, I think that is the right move. A flag is pretty pretentious, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. A country doesn't need a flag. My goodness, just floating around, flipping your. I don't flip my driver's license all over the place. I got my hand. Agree. Uh, so I have decided that this is no longer England. This is now. Unnamed country. Yes, yes, I like that a lot. And anyone who comes here can name it whatever they want to well, name it. If they raise a flag, fair enough. That's you, a rule. sir. Do you have a flag? I, I don't have a flag. Let you go get one. All right, I'm off. Hey there, boy. Yes, I need a flag. Oh, I've got a wide selection. Come to my flag stand. All right. <laughs> Wow! That's right, I draw all these flags myself. I'll take the one with the dragon that's eating a bowl of spaghetti. That's a dream I had once. <gasps> I've had the same dream. What? Yes. I woke up and there was cheer- there was like Oreos around my mouth. There was, was dessert. Yeah. There was dessert. But I didn't remember having it. For- I remember... In my dream, I was dining with someone whose face I could not see. It was you. I had the same, the same dream. It was a blank face, but now that I think about it, it was yours. <gasps> You're my son. Dad? Son? Pop, which would you prefer? We never settled on this because I couldn't talk when you left. Well, at first... You want daddy or dada? I'm I'm a 12-year-old now, so dad would 12, be good. they grow so fast. Father would be cool, but that's pretentious. I don't want to be pretentious. I already have a flag store. Hey, Bill, how was your trip? Who's this kid? It's my son. What? It's my son. He what? drew this flag. Don't be surprised. I've had sex. Well, I'm not surprised that you've had sex. You never told me that you had a kid. I didn't know I had one. I well, met him in a dream. Irresponsible. You, what? I met him in a dream. Yeah. I was there too, in the same dream. But you're both real right now. Now we are. I drew this flag for you. My God. It's a leprechaun dribbling a basketball. That's right. I had a dream about that once. So did I. <gasps> what? When I woke up, there was... There Cheetos was, on your... That's right. On your thumb. Don't take him away Son. from me. Son. Daddy. No. I prefer father. Oh, father. We had sex. <laughs> Hey guys, did I hear somebody talking about having sex? Yeah, it happens sometimes. Oh. Hey, who's the kid? It's my kid. It's my kid too. Oh, it's that's, our kid. It's really nice. Yeah. Hey. I recognize you from this flag that I've drew. I love that flag. I've seen it before in a dream. But I woke up and I had ground my teeth down to nubbins and the te- the tooth dust was around my mouth. And I coughed and it was a plume of dust. That's what happened to son? <gasps> Papa? That That's what you would call me if you were Heidi. In the, you know, the girl that lived on the mountain. The, I don't, the story. Done. I don't know. No, I don't right. You never read that to me as a child because you abandoned me. That's right. You would know the reference otherwise. Wait, do you hear that? It's the sound of... It's a dog cat. We gotta get this dog cat. 
It's, it got loose. It got out of the guy. Ted, look, Ted, I, listen. Look, I got out of the house. Yep. I put it in a guy to yeah. get a basketball out. From yep. there, uh-huh. I figured it's not my problem anymore. Oh, you got to be on the other end of that guy to catch it. Yeah. Ted, look, I'm a. I could have been a Red Sox. I'm gonna have to write you up. I'm gonna have to write you up for this. Fine. All right. Right, 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 right. Jesus. Right, 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 right. Look, I don't have right, to take right, this, right, okay? Right, 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 right. Up. Here you go. <laughs> what is it? You put a bunch of letters in front of me. I don't know what to do with this. Turn it upside down. That's your new flag. Wow. It's it's beautiful. Thank you. It's brush it's a parliament. Meeting a, for the first time, you can tell because they're all confused about what to do next. Right? They haven't discovered yet Robert's rules of orders. That's for you. I'll go to here. Good, because you're fired from your job. God. That's the only option you have. Sorry, Ted, you were a good worker. I did my no. best. My best wasn't good enough. It never is. Time to rule people. Parliament. Closing time. Closing time. I need you guys to finish up your drinks and move on out. Uh, I'm getting ready to go right, right. Now. Sorry, I got a big night ahead of me and can't uh, have you drunk uh, slowing me down. You're just saying me, that. I got no night ahead of me. What's you just want us to ask you what your big night is. We're not going to fall no, for no, it. No, no, no. It's, uh, I mean, it's no big deal. It might involve a lady, but whatever. You, uh, you, I just need you guys to move on. Trust me and my TV and reading a book, baby, too. Hey, that um, sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, it's not quite what I'm doing tonight, but that sounds like fun, too. Yeah, we're not going to take the bait, no. all right? We're not going to ask you about your date plans with your lady. Oh, did you say date plans with a lady? Uh, no. I've got those. Uh, I know. I'm probably just going to lay on my cold bathroom floor because I don't got any air conditioning. It's too hot, huh? Okay, guys, come on. There's nobody going to ask me about the date. I've been your old bartender now for about 15 years, 16 years. Yeah. And how many times have I been listening to your sad stories, huh? Yeah, I guess. All right. I didn't know it had to be reciprocated. Well, I guess it doesn't have to if you, if you really Yeah, it kind of seems like a service you provide. Yeah. I didn't know you were just collecting credits. I, one day I don't go unclog my plumber's toilet every now and then. This bar is not called Two-Way Street. No, you're right. It's, it's called, called One-Way one Street. Street. Fine. No, you're, you're, you guys are right. No, just, no, no. No, yeah. no. Well, you right. I just... Uh, What's her name? Guys, to be honest, I don't have a date. I just wanted you to ask about me for a change. That's pretty shitty. I would have just made up a date. Yeah. Yeah, your plan was for us to ask you about the awesome life you had so that you could reveal that you don't have an awesome life. I just uh, wanted to think that maybe I had some friends. You don't. No. Nope. You have customers. Okay. Very just little customers. Yeah. Your plan, as like has already been stated, was made to immediately fall apart. Yeah. And now we're even less likely to ever ask you anything. Ever yeah, you again. broke the trust. Right. I guess I really don't deserve friends, huh? Do I? Well, that's a big statement. But you're right. Yeah, not us, for sure. You blew it with us. There's we're no chance gone. of coming back from that. God, you guys are the best. Hey, thanks for setting me straight, guys. I don't think you heard us. Right. Yeah, we're saying that we like you even less than we did before, right. and before we saw you as just a monkey that gives us our drinks. Yeah, no, I get it. So what you're saying is that 
I'm more to you than I was before. No, no literally like, less. Like, like uh, the thought of me in your heads has now like grown and expanded a little bit. Oh, no, I think what we're saying is it's really too bad that there isn't a girl in your life. Right. Because we're not going to be in your life uh, anymore no. at all. Hey, you know, Donnie, thanks for saying that there, it's too bad there's no girl in my life. He's just reiterating how sad your life is. Yeah. No, but, not a, but that's uh, that's some real empathy that you're sending my way. And I really needed that from my friends. I don't think it was Don't empathy. call us friends. Yeah. Do not ever Well, I, I wouldn't have called friend. you friends because I didn't think that you were. But after saying stuff like that, it really makes me feel like you are. I'm worried about you. I'm. Oh, thanks, Donnie. Going to go in the back and just set the bar on fire. I want to leave before that happens. Oh, is it because you feel like I'm kind of stagnating in my life and I need a real good kick in the shorts to move on? I hope my Netflix got paid. I really want to watch Daredevil. You see that hallway fight? What? The hallway fight. I haven't started watching Okay. I saw the hallway fight. You want to talk about it? I'll be in the back setting the fire on me first. What was that one Asian movie that had the really long hallway fight? It was like one guy. Inception? No. It was like one guy. Old. Old boy. boy. All right. You're like the end of old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Always end on an old boy. (laughs) Next up, Pat! And that's our show. Thank you to Ferrari McSpeedy slash two of the three founding members of Strike Theater. Thank you to Joe Bozick and Mike Fotis. Uh, and you can learn more about what's going on with Ferrari McSpeedy by going to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook slash Ferrari McSpeedy. Yep. And you can learn more about Strike Theater by going to. Uh, you can go to Facebook uh, slash Strike Theater or www.strikethetheater.com. I'm sorry, www.strike.theater uh, or kickstarter.com and search Strike Theater. Uh, you probably yeah. didn't have to do the www part. It's weird, but what? I think because there's no .com, I think you do. All right. We HTTP backslash back. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you forgot the colon oh. backslash back. But you don't want to go to strike.theater.com because it's right. just porn. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Rule 36? Yep, yep, yep. Ooh. <laughs> it's going to be Joe and Mike Porn. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Ooh, uh, there's no dot .com, though. It's strike right. dot theater. Stop typing. Hit enter. Ooh, it's beardedmen.com all over again. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a true story. Yeah. That's a true story. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's awesome. And, yeah, so uh, hopefully people will go out and uh, support the shit out of the theater, and you guys will make $4 million. Uh, Ferrari is performing soon, aren't they? That's correct. We'll be at the Improvagogo 14th anniversary show coming yeah. up at the end of May. And that will be on uh, on a Sunday at the end of May. I don't remember which one at uh, Huge Theater. That's hugetheater.com. Uh, go check that out for more information about that show and many others coming up at Huge Theater. Philip, what is going on in your performance world? You can still see me in Neutrino for another couple weeks here at yeah. Huge Theater. Saturday is 8 p.m. It's an improvised movie that we film while you watch the first part of the movie that we filmed while you watched the previews. Mm-hmm. It's a really hard show to explain, yeah. to yeah. promote. It's insane, and you should you should check it out. Um, the next couple local music scene shows uh, will be 
In May, we're going to have Eric Ostrom. He's going to be the musical guest. And then the next month is June. And <laughs> I guess it's going to be um, Mama Caught Fire. It's this uh, trio of, of women that's amazing. Sometimes they do a cappella, sometimes a little bit of accompaniment, but they're fantastic. It's awesome. I maybe won Troika. I'm going to go ahead and say I won Troika. <laughs> and so, therefore, I'm performing on Wednesdays this month and next month. Uh, Your predictions have been very good so far. Well, that. we we won two rounds, so uh, we're in the finals, and uh, we'll see. Uh, and that's the Sultans of Silly. It's really fun performing with uh, Cody and Denzel. So if that's happening, that'd be on huge Wednesdays, 8 o'clock, huge theater. Let's see. Mixed Messages is a group that I coach, and they're performing through April on huge Wednesdays. So you should go check them out because they're pretty fucking good. Um, and there are 10 people who perform really, really well together. Philip, how can people get a hold of us? They can send us an email, nextstepbatpodcast at gmail.com. Like us on facebook.com slash nextstepbat. And check us and other amazing podcasts out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it, and let us know what you think. Tune in next week when we're going to have a brand new guest on... Oh, it's been a while. I know it has been. Until then, as always... Fucking support strike theater, man. <laughs> <laughs>